Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Blessed Child Podcast. This is your host, Renee. Today, I have a very special guest, and um, I'm going to also give a trigger warning. So, uh, Chad, do, do you want to do you want people to know your last name? Yeah, that's fine. You can know my whole name. Okay. Chad LaMichael Johnson. <laughs> Close. <laughs> How do you say it? I say Chad Lee. Oh, it's Lee. <laughs> technically, technically, my first name is Chad Lee. And I only found out when I tried to like get my wife her visa. I always thought my middle name was Lee. But technically, my first name is Chad Lee. Fun fact. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll ask about how you were named later. So um, Chad and I met in Champyong in 2007. I think 2007. Exactly. And uh, Chad and I have walked our life course you ended up getting matched and blessed. You're still matched and blessed. And which part, which church are you in right now? Are you religious? I'm I'm religious. I guess I'm orthodox to what we grew up in, but I don't really associate with any like specific like group here, there. I've kind of gone all over, you know, okay. the current, like I visit anywhere in the current muck. Okay. As, you know. Under yeah. the realm of the Unification Church. Yeah, like, so what we grew up with, you know, those beliefs, like, I'm sort of just basic to that, like, divine principle and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so this is a trigger warning for people who Sorry, guys. can't handle it. Chad is simply a Mooney. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll take it. <laughs> um, so the reason I have you on here, this people are probably freaking out. They're like, what the hell, what the hell? So me and Chad actually spoke last year in March of uh, 2021, and we have an Instagram live on my Instagram and I was talking about the mass blessing and marriage ceremony as like a sex trafficking, human trafficking type of situation. And Chad came on and we talked. And although it was a heated discussion, we both agreed on the term. And this was the new phrase that came out last year in March 2021. But together we agreed that it was marriage trafficking. So by talking with Chad and having the difficult discussions, we could find new terms for our shared reality. And I thought that was very valuable. So if you want to stick around for this conversation, because there will probably be a lot of valuable information coming from this conversation, stick around. If it's something you can't handle, move on. And uh, with that, Chad, you have the floor. Yeah, well, I, I want to say I remember those conversations we had last year. And I remember myself as like a strong, faithful guy came into that space very uh invasively you know I remember I violated that space for you guys and like I had to shout out Renee because you were probably the most patient to like not just like get out of here and like curse me out and like you would message me like look Chad you said these things and like people are not going to be able to handle that or this is why you're being insincere or, this is why you're not listening and I was like okay so it took me some time and I kind of fell back to realize that you know I got to respect this space and this pain because I've had pain too, but I was just trying to, you know, big my fire. But yeah, I just got to apologize because I remember I did that for a while, like a few months I would invade this space and kind of hurt people, you know? So that's the first thing I got to say. Wow. That's very sincere. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you could receive that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause I, I would message you after you said something. I was like, Chad, I'm going to block you. <laughs> like, <laughs> get it together bro yeah exactly <laughs> that's so funny 
Uh, yeah. So this uh, first and foremost is a safe place where we honor people that have experienced pain and suffering in the Unification Church. And yeah, you messaged me last week saying that you wanted to speak on this this platform. What inspired you now? I mean, it's, you know, so many things going on and the Unification Church name is out there and in some ways, you know, very negatively. But yeah, like that's kind of the reason because there's so much going on and I've spoken to people who are currently part of the, the church and people, you know, outside and like both. Yeah, like no, there's no real right and wrong, you know what I'm saying? Both sides are kind of murky and both sides are kind of right, you know? So that's why I just wanted to sort of share. One thing I feel is as someone who believes like that issue in Japan is definitely because of the Unification Church. Like the fact that the Unification Church as it exists has no love, you know? And even people I reach out to, okay, we talk about this is a family church. If this is the son of a mother who gave her whole life, is that not part of your family? So then when I ask like leaders now, they're like, oh, it's just in Japan, or that's just some guy who is resent. But like, if you're really living what we're talking about, is that not a son? You see what I'm saying? Like, so boom, he wasn't loved. He had all this hatred and resentment. But it's obvious that, you know, the stuff we're preaching is not being practiced. And that's why it's actually coming out. You know what I mean? So I, I feel a certain extent, like it is the Unification Church's fault. So like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I can't say anything to all these like people who are angry at the Unification Church. That's how I feel. Yeah, no, uh, that's a good point. To to be clear, I kind of wasn't sure if you were talking about Sean Moon and his mom or if you were talking oh, about... Oh, my bad. I was Tetsuya. talking about Abe. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Abe or the guy who killed Abe? Tetsuya, who's the guy who killed Okay, Abe. Tetsuya yeah. Yamagami. Tetsuya, so yeah, you're talking sorry. About him. Okay, so yeah, he was like a Jacob's child. Right. But still, that's like the mother. So this is the son of someone who's in our church. Mm-hmm. Like any church community, your family, <laughs> Like any regular church community. So what's going on with the Unification Church where it's like, oh, he's just some guy. Oh, okay. Like, so they're not owning him or they're not loving him or supporting right. like him. Any any religious community, Islam, oh, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. a natural thing. So where's that? It's reflective, in my opinion, oh, wow. of the culture of the culture of the Unification Church. Oh wow. <laughs> that's really insightful. Yeah, because we do say love your enemy and your family especially so there's no accountability there's no help there they're just casting him out throwing him under the bus of course he did murder shinzo abe but still i mean it's more complex than just cutting him off and i can see how that is an inconsistency with your belief system so yeah that's really confusing yeah and that's why i think like to try to say oh it's just one guy it's just one isolated incident or it's just one thing it's just is that's disingenuous you know yeah 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 because we've seen patterns even last year i i think you and i were involved with um and i'll put this out there because it was in the news with nick skullstat um having a kill list of public officials and he was also a rod of iron follower he was and so it's not an isolated that was one person it's like oh these extremists these people that are acting out reactive violence is what i call it to chronic pressures that they suffer Mm. From, yeah, abuse, neglect. I don't know what happened to Nick. I don't know what happened to Tetsuya. Yeah, exactly. But it is real. Mm. Like, whatever psychological pressures that push them to go that far. 
those are real. Absolutely. And I think <clears throat> I actually studied psychology in school, university. So a big part of any like healthy psychological person is a social network, like a healthy network. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about Tetsuya in Japan, but I know like for Nick, he had a certain network and I was involved in that, but it like it wasn't healthy. You know what I'm saying? So it, any sort of things that might have been going on in his mind or pressures can quickly get exacerbated. And I think you were even having some back and forth with him where he was saying some real wild things like right before, you know what I'm saying? So you could see he was at like a exacerbation point, but then where's the network to help him and catch him? See what I'm saying? That's what a real community is. Like that's what a real church is. It's not a place where you just go and collect members and collect like numbers, you know? Renee, don't let me get too riled up. You know, keep me, keep me calm. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Nick um, was on the brink of a psychotic break when he messaged me and I, I tried to understand what he was talking about. He was saying like, people are going to die, this and that. And mm. I clarified, I was like, what do you mean, Nick? And he's like, well, it's the the mark of the beast. It's the COVID vaccine. And so I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to report this because he's talking about the COVID vaccine. That's, that's the rhetoric. But then like a week later, he like, like, had like a kill list for the Rothschilds and all these other anyways he wasn't getting the help like I guess he was in QAnon as well that was like supporting this type of genocidal rage yeah he was doing a lot of things like and I, I hung out with him a lot during that time but you know like like I said just the environment for people is so so like Nick had access to kind of what he wanted you know what I'm saying he could go where he wanted he could do what he wanted so he was doing whatever and just brought himself to a weird place when there's no real support for you. Like, you know what I mean by support? It's like people who can, you can place your heart. So like that's, for example, I violated the support system last year when I first got involved with the Get Out movement because you guys are supporting each other in a vulnerable space. And I came in there and violated that support, right? So it's like everyone needs a space where your heart can rest and be heard and be comforted and be, you know, consoled because so yeah, for Nick, I could see there's nowhere like that. And I think for this person who murdered Abe, it was nowhere like that, but whose responsibility is it to create that? Isn't it the community? Isn't it the family? So that's how I see it. It's like, mm -hmm. man, how could this kind of culture come out? If people are really, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it hurts me to talk about it, to be honest. I've got two points about that. So the Get Out movement is the ex-Muni community. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And I just want to wrap up the Nick thing. Was He was balanced between QAnon and Rod of Iron. So that's kind mm. of where he was. So I could see that he didn't have a place where he could just relax. Because those are two really demanding organizations. Yeah, I'm pretty intense. Like, Yeah. <laughs> so, man. So, so you've been talking with members in Japan. Well, my wife is Japanese, so through that, you know, she knows people and I'll talk with her. So that's probably really raw for her to to see what's going on in Japan. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh how is that how has that been? I mean, it's been a hard couple months for us. I mean, weeks for us and I'm not yeah, so I'm just wondering how's it been for you? 
So actually, you know, I'm going to visit. My wife's been in Japan since July, the end of July, and I'm going to visit her um, next week. Oh, But okay. um, she's told me, you know, since then, yeah, like every day you'll hear things about uh, Unification Church, like negative things on the news and then a lot of the blogs and things like, you know, ex-church members are coming out and speaking against it. And it's just like a lot, a lot building, building. Yeah, like a lot of persecution of anybody associated with the Unification Church and government. Or, that's just what I've heard, you know, and kind of in Korea, similar situation because of, yeah, this sort of incident and people not liking how involved the Unification Church is, I guess. I don't know in detail, but okay. my wife says it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of like every day, nonstop in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ties are undeniable. It was a organization with a lot of political and social and business goals. And that's what we did. We were like taking over the world for, <laughs> for Moon. <laughs> so, yeah. So what they're talking about, it, I mean, it's real. So, yeah. How does that, is there any movement happening? Any change? Any accountability? I, I think, I think personally, I, I, can take and learn from it, but I've been a little bit frustrated, not silenced, but frustrated in responses I've received in talking with other people. I don't know, just to me, it's not an isolated thing. Like if you really think about the Unification Church, the Japanese church fueled most of the worldwide movement. Like most people are mixed half Japanese. Like even to this day, most churches around the world, we talk about the Unification Church, still have Japanese members hanging out and investing, like all the money would be like poured into the world through Japan. So for this to happen to the Japanese church, like for other churches to not consider that we came from there, like we were fueled by them. Oh, that's just going on in Japan. I don't know. I run into these kind of attitudes and it, it bothers me. But overall about the incident, you know, I have a different and deeper perspective, you know, I, like, Yeah, because I heard other things about the shooter that it wasn't just his own influence, but he had some influence as well. So, you know, I do think many things are going on. But um, Would you be able to disclose that in influence or is that something you can't talk about? So the reason I hesitate is because it's like what I heard from someone. So it's not like information that I've seen. So this would have to be like hearsay. Yeah, this is hearsay that I've heard from those in Japan, but that like. You know, there's people who are uh, kind of like more communist sympathizing and Abe is a strong anti-communist in Japan and people associated with him. So there's some hearsay that like certain people on blogs and online wanted to nudge this brother towards Abe for the sake of, you know, kind of this, there's this battle, right, of the one type of thinking versus another type of thinking. And if Abe's the leader of a certain type of thinking, that's kind of not what the communist type of thinking likes to get him out of there is like eliminating competition. Oh my gosh, now, this yeah, is a spicy yeah, yeah. rumor. So you're saying yeah. that some communists sent him to kill Abe? Well, not sent him, but like manipulated his, his hatred. So it's like he wanted to hurt somebody oh let's just nudge him to hurt this person that's the hearsay that i heard okay and then the now number. yeah now when you look at what's happening like all the people associated with abe in the the parliament or i don't know what you call it are being like isolated and they're having to hide 
but those are actually all the people who are also strong anti-communist in government oh, and political things. Oh, you're saying this is a, okay, interesting. So there's that like level going on as well, is gotcha. what I heard, you know, gotcha. so it's like two vehicle, you know, two kind of things being done. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know in the U.S., there's also a big battle about which way to think, you know. Are you, yeah. are you hearing this rumor from like the news or from actual Moonies? From, from, yeah, from like my network of people. That's why wow. I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, I, I don't know if you listen to the podcast. Left out. I, I, I do. I listen to like a few, like, uh, you know, I remember when you first started it and I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised because it's Renee. But like you've done so many, so I haven't listened to all of them. But I listen when I can. You know what I wow, mean? Wow, that's awesome! Thanks, Chad. So in the last episode with uh, Elgin Strait, the podcast host of Falling Out, we talked about communism in a brief, brief like paragraph. And I just want to say, like, I'm not an expert on communism, not at all. I haven't read Marx or Lenin, but I'm reading Thought Reform and the Psychology of Totalism, Brainwashing in China, mm. and. Like the same tactics that were used on us in Champyong is what was used on the prisoners of war in communist China. So mm. I'm like, so which, which like the controlled eating or oh man, there's like eight criteria of thought reform. There's milieu control, which is like control of like when you eat, when you sleep, when you wake mm. up, what you sing, what you do, where you mm. go. Um, and then there's like mystical manipulation and, and it's a whole it's a whole thing. I, I could read it to you if you want, but the, that's not the main point. I'll probably do a, okay. a whole podcast on the eight criteria just to help if you want to listen to it later. Um, mm -hmm. But essentially what I what I got from it was that Reverend Moon learned about thought reform in the prison camps in North Korea. And then he implemented the same tactics of thought reform that the Chinese communists use. So in my lens... Whatever the unification church is doing is the same thought control as communism, but they're anti-communism. But but to me, anti-communism in the church now is neutralized. It doesn't mean anything because mm. they're using the same tactics of thought reform. Interesting. Yeah. So this is going to bring up a point that I know you and I tended to disagree about before. Okay. Which is trigger about warning. Like, well, yeah, trigger warning, which is about like the motivation and the intention. Uh, so, okay. Like, but you know, I think it makes sense because like you could have the same thing, right? You could have a, half a glass of water and I could be like, yo, that is half full. And you could be like, nah, that's half empty. So you could use the same tactic for a different reason. So like the communist tactics, it's like to indoctrinate so that we can control, right? With the Chengpyeong tactics, it's like to indoctrinate, to control. Seemingly, it could be, but, you know, is there a different motivation? So that, like, the same tactics could have different roots, but I'm not saying which one, you know, what is the Chengpyeong motivation? I'm just saying there could be that even if it's the same tactics, there's still differences. I think the, the unifying end goal, though, is totalism like the stripping away of individuality mm. and those, I mean, I've heard Moon say that himself. Individualism is just, um, is coming to an end before mm. the era of Chanel Duk. You will no longer be individual. And mm. that is in the structure of totalism with him at the top. So in, in those two structures, it doesn't matter what the motivation is. You're still losing your individuality. 
Mm. I would say it does matter what the motivation is, but I wouldn't disagree. You're losing your individuality. But, you know, people talk about losing their individuality in like beautiful, beautiful religions like Sufism and other things like lost in the harmony of the essence of all that is. You know what I'm saying? So I'm one with everything. Like I don't need to be unique. Like the individuality is described as ego and other things like that. So, yeah, like it's true. Totalism and like loss of. But again, the motivation, like if one is harmonizing with this greater being and one is like, we come from nothing, like you need to be controlled by us. You know, it's just like, it's different vibes that come out. I don't know. Well, I think that can tie into the current event. Like Tetsuya Yamagami was stripped of his individualism mm. and his family was robbed of all their finances. And then you've got this reactionary violent event and um, yeah, so totalism, I feel like, can have detrimental effects on people's psyche and cause them to do great harm. And I, I think we have a pattern of that with, with the two events that we just talked about. Yeah. It's self-defense to push back against extreme authority. You want to protect your. You don't want somebody telling you what to do all the time, what to do with your money, what to do with your morning thoughts. <laughs> And so to regain your individuality, which is a human need, I think Tessia might have done something he shouldn't have. But with the scope of the Unification Church in Japan, with them infiltrating the LDP and the lawmakers, he, I feel like he was kind of backed into a corner. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think <clears throat> how I look at it is like what he did was just the screaming, crying heart of like someone who needs love. You know what I'm saying? Like he acted out in this incredibly violent way so that everyone know that I have absolutely no I've received no love, you know, from my mother, from my and it's like. If that's, like I was saying earlier, if that's the results of our church, like, you got to face that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, you know, Japan, too, I don't know the culture. I know it's a little bit more, uh, uh, yeah, like, whole-oriented. So there could be, like, extra pressure in Japan, too, like like you were saying, stripped of individuality with totality, totalitism. Totalism. Totalism. Total I can't say totalism. totalism. <laughs> <laughs> and then also like the pressure of Japan. And then he just like screamed out in this act, you know, of pain. But people's heart is screaming out. Like that's how I feel like right now, everyone's heart is screaming out. But honestly, Renee, I'm the person who wants to scream out with the heart of love because I know there is more love. Like I know love is more powerful. I can see love working in this world, you know what I mean? But if people don't, if people want to duck and dodge and not face the real, sorry, this is like a rant, but do you know Norm MacDonald? No, I don't. Okay, Norm MacDonald is a comedian who passed away. He's very funny. And he was always like, he didn't know what was going on. But I was watching this one show or listening to a radio show from, must have been 2019, 20. And he makes this joke about black people. He's like, I always want to check the neighborhood where I'm going because there's a black neighborhood. It tends to be poorer and more dangerous. So I might have to bring a knife. And everybody on the show is like mad offended. 
but he was just saying, you know, black people are poorer than white people. And, and everybody started denying it. And, and he was like, I'm in a room full of racists, man. Because his point was, if you can't face the reality that in America, black people are in a poor situation because white people for a long time didn't give them any money. You know what I mean? Like black people either. are right. There are in a poor situation. If you can't look at that, we're not going to heal anything. Like if you can't look at the unification church and see there is a big, big hole of people not feeling love, then we're never going to resolve it. If you just look at like, Oh, we still got members. And so to me, it's like, you know, the, the principal got no clothes on, man. Like, the king is naked and somebody got to point it out. Yeah, that's But, great. you know, I might be causing too much trouble. No, <laughs> that, that's a powerful uh, metaphor. Appreciate that. Because you have insiders in Japan, um, do you know, have you heard how Tetsuya's mom is reacting to this? Because you're saying that he's not getting in lo any love. Is she, Do you, have you heard anything? Since I haven't heard, but I think the most I heard was that like, they're holding him because it's such a controversial thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not sure if they're releasing statements of what he's saying. But yeah, I haven't heard in detail. I guess my comment was more just before this, he must have felt so much pain and no love before he like murdered that person. Yeah, I'm I'm really worried about him because I know in Japan, the the penalty for assassinating prime minister could potentially be execution. <sighs> and yeah, so that's, that was one of my biggest motivations to speak on his behalf because I, I would hate for this to end. And I, I know, you know, Abe was murdered and that's awful, but I would hate for another person to be murdered and silenced. Mm. You know what exactly. I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I really hope the Unification Church starts taking some responsibility for the psychological pressures placed on him because if he ends up being euthanized or just killed it's going to be the worst outcome i think so because it's just like yeah it would definitely be the worst so i'm definitely hoping that doesn't happen yeah. but like you you know honestly renee your whole podcast and everything you've been doing the last year and a half two years is like you know it's 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 not you didn't murder anybody but you're screaming in the same way you know like look at all these ways we've been abused look at all these even a marriage trafficking thing, like um, I'm involved with uh, just some little thing around here in Maryland, um, you know, to help people get ready for the blessing. But it's like if you do a workshop, it's got to have the blessing certificate because people, they need that. Uh, what do you call approval. it? Yeah. Like if I'm not if I'm not going to this, if I'm not going to get like the ticket to go to. The, so they're really just like, yo, stay involved so you can like do the. Like you said, it's essentially trafficking, right? Like we're using this marriage, but how difficult is it to find a good partner? And to, so it's very tempting. Like we'll get you married. We got some good, pure people. You know what I'm saying? Not that that's the attitude, but if you're a simple part, like, oh, I can get a family if I just join this, you know? So yeah, it makes sense. You could pull people in, you could manipulate that. So, you know, ah. Not that like I agree entirely, but I can I can understand the marriage trafficking aspect wow. because it's like you're just using that. Wow. Wow. So that talk last year really impacted you. Um, I will definitely do the eight criteria of thought reform because I feel like uh, like even the existence of a marriage, a blessing certificate is 
part of milieu control, which is the control mm. of communication, the control of mm. information, then control of your environment and isolation to put people in a blessing workshop is the the perfect example of milieu control. So mm. I think you would benefit from that because then you can, yeah, you can see what's going on. And, and, and it sounds like you could, are you like a, what's your position there? You help out? Um, for this in particular one? Yeah, just like with divine principle points. Sorry, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Trigger warning. We're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to like, I'm going to like, so it's interesting because this per particular sister wants to give like some more deeper, not just like, hey, go get married, but some more deeper, like spiritual life, faith, like questions of why we exist and these things that the principle brings out. She wants to give that in addition to like, you can get married, you know, but it's like actually tough to make this like hybrid kind of thing, you know, and it's sort of like troublesome because pretty much the top are just like, yo, get these checklists so you could get the certificate. But she's like, I want them to have something of faith, you know, don't just send them off to get married, but like give their deeper faith, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah, it's tough to just see that she's struggling to do that. Because the culture is such where, you know, just go off, get married. You're good. You're in. We made it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that goes with like the sacred science of the unification church is the divine principle. But like mm. it can be very racist and homophobic and not like all together with the times. So I can imagine running a, a blessing workshop and <laughs> trying to. Wait, wait, wait. Like. Which part is racist and homophobic? Oh, well, okay. The racist part, I would assume it's from Koreans being at the top as like the uh, superior race. Everybody has to learn Hongul Korean. Um, Korea is the kingdom of like where the kingdom of heaven on earth is going to come. Uh, so it like creates a superiority complex with racial dynamics. I can like, see that. Like, rem remember when Reverend Moon was like, oh, there's one black person here who's brave enough to marry a black person. <laughs> but like, he never did that with a Korean or an Asian. It was like, you're lucky enough to be married. To well, you got to you gotta be careful with Reverend Moon's words because he also said a black face is the most beautiful human face. Like a dark black face with the smiley white teeth and the pink tongue is the most beautiful human face. And white people can't do anything about it. Sorry. Oh, I'm just addressing that there was that strange scale, racial, homophobic. Oh, okay. You, you know the, the homophobic. Mm, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. People like man, woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah one man, one woman. Um, mm -hmm. So on, uh, under those contexts, teaching a, a, a blessing workshop, I'm sure there's queer people. I'm sure there's mm. there's other types, you know, there's other there, people exist on a spectrum. So mm -hmm. teaching at a blessing workshop and having to stick to the strict adherence of the sacred science of the divine principle is really rigid and you want to try to evolve with the times so mm. i can imagine that's very stressful and what you said is troublesome like to evolve the education might actually be much needed mm. <laughs> change 100 percent, it is needed and i'm just like it's, it's sort of the sad part that it's troublesome you know it shouldn't be troublesome. It should be right, like, exactly. yeah, let's, it should let's be like supported. So like even, uh, you know, like my sister's pretty involved with those things. Right. And she kind of makes some decisions. And so even this one uh, local person I'm talking to was saying, yeah, Yana too, my sister too, was like, this might get me in trouble, but we got to do it because wow. you know what I mean? It's like, 
it should be supported. It shouldn't be like a troublesome. Troublesome. Yeah. yeah. Troublesome so yeah, you guys are of the age where you're supposed to have more autonomy and influence and control for what you're you're teaching, but it doesn't sound like you have much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super involved in the the church stuff. This is just like sort of I'm like helping out on the side because I happened to stumble into the situation. But um, yeah, yeah, it seems like it may, you know, I don't know. I'm not too involved with like the actual what's going on at the UC right now. Wow. Yeah. I remember last year you were like, uh, if this is too much information, we'll take it out. Uh, last year, I was under the influence that you were in Rod of Iron Ministries. Ah, it was not too much information. Okay. Uh, I think I might be representing them in some Vice documentary somewhere. Oh, but wow. I was actually, I was actually like, never like, even, you know, I would go there every month. I was never like fully, I think they never looked at me as fully a member or quote unquote sanctuarian. Okay. Because certain, certain core things that they really held on to I was just like that's not true to me you know so I was kind of like yeah I was there and I vibe with all those guys like those are all my my family you know what I'm saying but yeah they also I was also kind of an outsider (laughs) can I can I bring up like a burning question please do it do it was one of those things that you didn't vibe with like the fact that they replaced true mother one million percent like oh it doesn't even make doesn't make any sense to me like how can you divorce your own parents and then decide your own this is like that's just this is getting a little weird like i don't even okay just for don't really bring that up yeah so <laughs> moon and hog jahan were married like their entire life moon died being married to hog jahan but then sean was like nope didn't happen i'm going to divorce hog jahan from my my dad and then conduct a spiritual wedding to someone else and then he photoshops like horribly done like pictures of this random woman over hak jahan his mom's face and i'm like what is so i I do i do want to say it's not like she is that that lady is like an incredible lady you know what i mean i don't know if you uh but like so like that lady who they made the new wife is the lady who like after all the Hunnam prison and everything and then writing down everything was the lady who walked up the hill to find, you know, and then Ermoon started talking to her and she was like the first one to really, that was her. That's wait, her. Wait, I have to know more. Okay. Tell me, tell me what. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Reverend Moon, he escaped and he went all the way south in the Korean war and he was like homeless and he wrote this divine principle and he started, when he finished writing it, right. They just like built some hut. Some lady came up, and this is like in his his autobiography. Some lady came up, and then she was he started talking to her. He was like, "Oh, you changed your life seven years ago, right?" And she was like, "Oh," because she had become a Christian seven years ago. And then they talked the whole night for three nights, and then she like finally said, "Yeah, what you're teaching, like I believe in that. Like that that feels like the." So that was the first kind of quote unquote disciple that then the Unification Church came from. So that was her. Like that was that lady who. What? Wow. They decided to, you know, remarry. So it wasn't just like some whatever person, but still it's weird, you know, like you don't just divorce your parents. It doesn't really make sense. Especially when they're already dead. It's like against his will anyway. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? um, what's her name? Do you know her name? Do you remember? 
Her name is Kang, K-A-N-G. Okay, Kang. Okay, yeah, Mrs. Kang. Mrs. Kang. She passed away. Yeah, she passed away maybe two years ago. Oh, so they're in heaven together, and Hak Jahan's about to get her gloves on, man. She's got to get her get her man back. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> in the drama, Tanil Guk, um, Hela Nueve. Shit, damn. Okay, so uh, I love the seven year um. Fortune cookie. Uh, sorry, I'm just. I just yeah, got to yeah, no, do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. So seven years is like I've heard this too, and I I heard it from like my, my pagan aunt. She said that every seven years your cells are completely regenerated. So the chances of you having a new like outlook on life and being totally different in terms of growth is like a hundred, almost a hundred percent. Now that was according to her, and she was pagan. But like I look back seven years, I'm like, yeah, I made I made a lot of changes, like a mm. lot of changes. Uh, mm. How about you? you? Have you made a lot of changes since seven years? Like, uh, it's, it's so weird that you asked that, but like, unbelievably, like I'm not I'm not even the same person. I'm not oh even gosh. the same. Like, but it all kind of culminated in the last like month. Yeah. You know, so the last month would be like the completion of from seven years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I just felt like. Phew, like some sort of growth in my heart. Wow. That makes yeah. Do you want to build like a hut out of newspaper and start a religion with me? Renee, do you, Renee, do you really want to hear? Like, do you really <laughs> want to hear what I'm planning to do? Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, say. Okay. So I'm going to build a uh, edu- So Reverend Moon taught divine principle, but like, if you look at the communist stuff, he made like a systematic view of God, like reality, like based on God exists because communism is a, and Marxism is a systematic view of reality based on God doesn't exist. I will. Are, I, I don't know enough about Marx and Lenin to debate. But in this book, the communists never said anything about people not believing it, not being able to believe in God. But I. So I, it's more it's more about the idea of how we came into being. So it's like uh, it's called dialectical materialism, but it's basically it's conflict based on material so we came into being from material and because of conflict and that's like the root of how all things exist so because that root is like material there's no real purpose or inner thing it's kind of like there's no god so what reverend moon did was make this viewpoint of like no there is a god and this is how you can look at history based on that so renee what i'm going to do is to look at systematically the viewpoint of race based on there is a God because right now based on theory of like evolution and things like that you could look at it like yeah it's just random development there's no meaning but if there is a God which is just a theory right but in America it's like one nation under God if there is a God and he created everything why did he create the different color races why and to teach a systematic viewpoint of why God may have do that have done that and then I'm going to get specific examples from you know the U.S. history because I live in America, I'm going to make it like you're going to see how this is true, how this view of like race can actually change and you can harmonize in race. And that was the original intention. And then, Renee, by 2023, I'm going to put that in every school in America. Like I'm going to get it canonized by the Supreme Court. So that's what I'm trying to do. Can I ask a question? Yes. Do you believe in evolution? No. Oh. Evolution is evolution is false. Okay. We could, like I have I have such confidence in that. Like it's not even it's not even a game. Okay, so we're not even gonna talk about that. Yeah, thing. yeah. 
<laughs> evolution out of here theory that's, wrong that's gonna be <laughs> a trigger theory. point for me uh <laughs> darwin told us I, there's no evidence I, sorry uh, we can move on <laughs> yeah let's uh let's move on <laughs> i'm like the fuck but okay i'm telling right, you man, i can prove it to you but we, it's a different topic different okay topic. different topic moving on and I have yet to study communism, but I'm very excited to because I feel like we've been fed a lot of stereotypes about it without mm. actually like knowing what is going on. Because I've been reading some books and I'm just like, man, there's so many similarities. And actually China, China was a country that believed that uh, the aristocrats were given divine power from God to lead back in like thousands of years ago. So it's like, China isn't a godless nation. I, I just don't I just don't know enough to to say, but I'm I want to study it. So that's all I'll say about that. For sure. Me too. I need yeah. to study it. I need to study it. I need to I need to know because I feel like I'm being um I think I feel like I'm a Ponzi, like I feel like I'm a pawn in a big scheme. Um mm. and like just this whole anti-communist communist rhetoric and then finding out that they're like using the same system of control i'm like oh what is this if you if you uh like afterwards if you shoot me your address i can i can uh mail you a book because my mom found this big box of books this is basically just like breaking down detailed communist view and then like godism view but if you want to study it's like a good tool you know what i'm saying so do you know what the book is called it's called the introduction to causa worldview. Oh, that's a church book. I'm not reading that. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I was just, I was just saying because, <laughs> if, like, honestly, here I'll read, I'll read a, I'll just read the table of contents from page, from page one. Communist expansion in the West, Nazism, historical pre precedent, Western naivete, communist expansion. Soviet Union's geopolitical objectives, Marxist chapter two, Marxist ideology and overview and critique. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's all—it's it's already biased. It's already like an overview and critique. Like I just want to read. Uh, that's that's a good point. Source. That's a good point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bite the bullet and buy the Marx book, Communist Manifesto. Yeah, and just yeah, do read it. it. Why not? Why not? What, what what's all I this? I think it's that long. What, what's all this fear about? Like, I'm over it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, no, but I do think I do think it's important because then you can start to see, you know, people might have a certain way of thinking. You just never know. But now mm. you can know, oh, that's where those ideas come from. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is a socialist revolution. And I do believe that is valid and important because I do feel like, uh, yeah, materialism is. It's causing a lot of. Yeah, I mean, look, look at Tetsuya Yamagami. He was mad because all of his money was mm. taken by the church. I'm like, it's not it's not nice. valid. It's like mm. people are pissed off, mm. and things aren't balanced. And um, and balance is even a fictitious belief. Like we are animals, and we make up justice, and maybe it doesn't exist in a world that we're trying to make sense. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this question, Renee, because I know that you don't associate with Unification Church anymore. Um, but in your own personal life, and you don't have to say detail, but like, mm -hmm. do you have some kind of faith or some kind of like with your family, like you guys, you know, belief system you guys have as a family? 
I absolutely have a belief system. It's not surrounded around like a sacred science, mm. um, but it's more like I love to know that I don't know anything and I never will, <laughs> <laughs> but I can interpret it the way, you know, in the best I can. But I think Kale Woods put it best in our interview that we did um, with Purity Culture coming out a few episodes back. They said that they have faith in humankind. And that is like, that can be your belief system, is having faith mm -hmm. in other people. And I thought that was just really profound. I was like, wow. Yeah, okay, we can, yeah, we can work together. We can use our voice. We don't have to believe in a sacred science or a divine authority to lead us just admit you know we're always learning and mm. we're always evolving towards a, a better place to live in mm. um i thought that was beautiful and yeah i do operate like that i i would hope that that's something that i operate with as my moral code yeah i do think that's beautiful and you're always with the people around you you know what i'm saying like <laughs> so if you're serving the people around you that's a pretty good way to live you know what I mean? Like taking... working together, yeah. We're not islands. Yeah, people are social creatures. We need each other. Exactly. Even if we want to be, we can't separate. No, it's really hard to survive outside of society. So mm. why not make it a faith? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I like it. Yeah. No, I definitely think like, you know, joy and the human experience. That's one thing I really like. Um, I don't know if you saw that Dave Chappelle was like controversial, whatever, special called The Closer. But, you know, it was controversial because he was talking all about the transgender thing. But his conclusion was kind of like, you know, whatever you're going through, like whatever your orientation, like you're having a human experience, you know, and that's what I, I really like that because it's like we're all human beings. We have this experience and we all we want to have like a good experience. You know what I'm saying? We want to be joyful with the things we like the people we love the people you know what i'm saying so yeah i always think about how can we bring that to the most people like make the best experience for the most people you know yeah i think that's important um okay let's get back to i have some questions before yeah because we're, we're, we're running ready. low on time um okay so you listen to this podcast uh when you listen to it like are you like shouting at me or like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or like, how does that feel when you listen to an episode? Um, it feels like, like uh, one sense, it feels like, uh, oh yeah. Kind of remit like nostalgic. Cause like, oh yeah, I remember going through that. Oh, I remember doing those things. You know what I mean? So wow. there's this nostalgia and then like, you know, I just have a different interpretation of some things. So it's never like getting really upset. But I think sometimes the biggest thing I'll get upset is maybe like some like concept of the faith or something you guys might like poke fun at or something, but it's something that I feel is pretty deep. I'll be like, ah, but you know, oh, I understand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. Which uh, which one in specific so I can like uh, Oh man, let me have think. more respect. No, no, no. Because it, it, that's that's to do with me. Like that's to do with my sensitivity. So I might think like, yo, Changpyeong is the most precious thing. So someone makes fun of Changpyeong. But it, that that's not me. That's not me. Like I'm telling you know we we met at Changpyeong, Renee. You know you know how I was doing. 
but uh you know what i mean like it, it could be different so you don't have to worry about just it's just when those topics come up that's where it's a little sensitive of like ah that's something that like i feel really deep but maybe okay. for them it's not you know yeah yeah, yeah i'm yeah. not gonna change i still think chum young's like a thought reform prison kid. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm hit i'm i'm right there <laughs> Oh, Should I man. tell them how, how wild you were in Champion right now? Oh uh, yeah, sure. I led like an army out, and then I got disciplined nah, so, by Damon. So you were the leader of like all the girls going to get their tongues pierced. Yeah, like, yeah. All these girls started coming back with tongue, like they all got lisps for two, three. I was like, yo, what's Renee started getting her tongue pierced? Before? I was like, oh man. Okay, thing. you skipped ahead. Like I had to first sneak out my brigade through <laughs> Like I had to find the right bus and lead like fourteen kids into Seoul. Two hours west of Chumpyong and then navigate like the city and all this other stuff. Renee's been she's been leading people out. She's yeah. like, yo, let's go guys. Yeah, with my half right. like my kindergarten talk. Like I can speak like a first grader. And I was like, uh I'll you know what it is, Renee? What? You know and it's like I right, I'm just gonna I'm gonna shout your praises. So first of all, oh. whenever you go, whenever you go to like these camp events like no matter what they say like the guys are looking at the girls the girls are looking at the guys like definitely Renee was like the top of all the guys but I remember when we played basketball I was like yo she's just so chill like we were just hanging out like oh she got four big brothers and things but at that time I remember you were also really like kind of like nobody could come into your space like whether or not you really were that faithful or not you just wouldn't let people try you so like wow. if people tried to you know you were just very like strong but I remember yeah, just like this power of like, you can do it, like whether you're playing basketball, whether you're like going out, leading people. So yeah, maybe like speaking and things like that, but you have like a power. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give you, I don't know if you would vibe, but this guy, he's a church member, um, but he does this thing called power animal readings, which is like a based on St. Francis, St. Francis Assisi. And so this is kind of like a spiritual thing or whatever, but it's like a spirit animal or a power animal. But I would just, you know, I could share with you the link if you want. He does a free reading. You don't have to pay anything. And he just, what he does is like, you know, the energy reading. You ever do that where you pull the fingers apart? He'll do, <laughs> a, he'll do an energy reading for every letter of your first name and come up with this thing. But actually it was something that for me, I could understand my wife more deeply and it could comfort my heart. But I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if your power animal is like a dragon or like, you know what I mean? Like, not even real. Dragons are real. Komodo dragon. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like a gopher, just like digging holes, <laughs> <laughs> connecting everybody. Yeah. Making escape sense. routes. <laughs> makes sense. Underground. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't gophers always have like the hard hats, you know what I mean? <laughs> like cartoons and stuff. That's so funny. Oh, that's cool, man. Thank you. I, uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I was like, I was like operating from a place of like extreme devotion to the principles, but then like rebellion towards the system. Mm. I, you know, it was like Children's Day and we had a weekend off. So I was like, let's get the fuck out of here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, let's go yeah. be children, you know? Yeah, let's go. Like we're in Korea. Like how much money did we spend to get here? Why are we just <laughs> beating ourselves in the mouth? <laughs> Yeah, but when I but when I came back, they finally narrowed it down to me, and like Damonim gave me a really? lash. Oh yeah, she lashed me. Out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they were like, okay, so these are the girls that have piercings. Which one of you speak Korean? And then they're like, it was Renee. 
Because we slept oh. in a mokyoktong. We slept in a sauna that night. Because I like. Yo, Renee, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I think we set you up. Because what? me, me, Kenja, and. Uh, oh, sorry. I shouldn't say his name. But me, okay. Kenja, white boy, and all oh, these guys. We, like, we, we snuck out. And then we came out. And we were telling you, we could do it all the time. I think the time you led them, we had been put in the so you get you just got like way more people than you planned. I remember I, yeah, that. Yeah, I got like fourteen. Yeah, you got like fourteen. You were planning like people. four or five people. Yeah. And you yeah. still let everybody out. I was just yeah. like, there's no way you're not gonna get caught. So we kind of set you up because we were telling everybody, like, yo, we could get out. And then as soon as you had the as soon as you had the idea, like everybody wanted to join you. So we like low key set you up, but That's okay. you still you still let everybody out. I still think fun. it's like one of the best memories ever. Is like a bunch of second gen blessed children, like fourteen. No, I think there was even a thirteen year old, like thirteen to eighteen, like roaming the streets of Seoul, going buck wild, getting piercings, yeah. <laughs> eating fried foods after being in like the gulags of Champyong. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if God is real, I think he was pretty happy watching that. Yeah, and we got to wear, like, colored clothes instead of just white clothes. <laughs> white and black. Oh, my God, and we got to take showers. Like, we slept in a <laughs> bathhouse. That was great. Instead of being sour and stinky and chumpy. Yeah, that was, like, a good core memory. I am very happy with that memory. And you're, you're the leader, right? Yeah, that's Hard true. Enough. Yeah, I, I think I had, like, maybe two or three other God brothers and sisters, uh, and we took, like groups of four and was like what do you want to do <laughs> <laughs> man that was fun you weren't there though were you nah see see we were slick man we didn't go that time because we were mm. like yo that's way too many these dudes are definitely getting caught oh, like wow. there's no way they're not getting caught you know well so we you, little... yeah would you go all the way to seoul or would you just go to like like the neighboring silver town or... oh so yeah sorak is like a sorak, close town yeah. so me and kenja went to sorak first and we just chilling and yeah, yo we could go to seoul went to Seoul and yeah we just started doing like what we want but then when you guys got caught they like shut, shut it down you know what I'm saying but it's not your fault it's just like damn yeah it was the one bus out of the um hospital and it would come like at like two o'clock every afternoon and I think they would like guard the bus after that to oh make yeah sure yeah, nobody yeah. left they're like any kids or any like not allowed on the bus even though it's like you're not my parent like I'm in Korea I can do whatever I want <laughs> <laughs> But no, we had a, it was such an interesting time too, because no matter how much we would do wrong, like they would just give us candy. Like Mr. What? Moon was saying. Who gave you candy? I didn't get no fucking candy. No, it was this guy, Mr. Moon, man. Like Kendra would like jump off the thing and do, and we were just, and he'd be like, look, you guys are too crazy. Have this mint. Are you talking about MPO? Are you talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. oh exactly. my God, exactly. that guy, that guy had it out for me. Shit. Really? Oh yeah. He was, he was mean to you? Uh, I didn't know he was mean to anybody. He was my... Oh man, Impio had a different side. He was my gop. Oh, y'all went back. You had history with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was the the man of corporal punishment. He was scary. Oh. Yeah, but when he got to Chumpyong, I did notice that he was like bizarrely different. He wouldn't do corporal punishment anymore. I didn't engage with him, but I did see him like change personality. It was so crazy. Yeah, so I only knew him after that, and yeah. it was like it was like really weird. It was like a forced like I want to yeah. beat you, I want to beat you, but I'm gonna give you this candy. Yeah, it's scary. Like, right. Super yeah. scary. I was like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. wow, <laughs> so scary. Uh, I remember he would like punish himself in front of us. Like if we did something bad, he would punish himself. It was really psychologically odd. 
Mm. Yeah, it's like kind of like intense. like yeah, like if 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 he felt responsible for our group doing something bad, he's like, I'm gonna do 200 push-ups. And like he would just like go until his like whole body was shaking, it was convulsing, it was like pale, and he would like and we'd at like 120, we'd be like, God, please stop. Like, please stop. We're sorry. We'll never do it again. <laughs> um, because the corporal punishment wasn't working. Because he we would do like wall sits and push-ups and duck walks in the mud and like all this other crazy stuff. But eventually he started just like turning it inward and like doing it to himself. And that was really weird for me because I was like 15, 14, 13. I don't know. Hmm. But anyways, yeah, MPO. <laughs> So strange. Impio, if you're listening to this, I really hope that you are like in a safe place. You're getting therapy. You're loved. You're a great person that was given a lot of responsibility for a lot of crazy kids. And it was just a weird dynamic. Oh, yes. Yeah. Craziest kids. Poor guy. <sighs> he, Yeah, I, feel, I, feel, I really hope he's doing okay. I wonder... I actually think I saw him. It had to be seven years ago now, but just like randomly because wow. of some some event or whatever, and I was randomly running around Chongqing. Yeah. I was like, oh, hi. hi. Oh, wow, he's still he in like exactly. Yeah, he looked like exactly the same. Oh my god. I was like, oh, might be in that same desk. Is he living there? Maybe. I mean, people make whole careers, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. One one year turns into five, turns into ten. Wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> do you have any other questions? Do I have a, uh do you listen to okay, so you listen to Blessed Child. Do you listen to like Falling Out or uh, I listen to Falling Out a couple times. It's a little bit more intense, so it's a little harder for me. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you take away from that? Oh, I guess what I'm saying is like I can feel more lingering pain mm. when I listen to Falling Out. Where when I listen to you, it's more like hard of like, let's let's get everybody moving on, moving forward. You know what I mean? Mm. And less like, less like, I'm stuck in all this pain. Of course, there's pain we have. There's things that's still, but yeah, with the falling out, it just feels more like hardened. Like, this is what was done. And yours is a little bit like, things were done, but how can we kind of, mm. you know what I'm saying? Okay. So that's how that makes you feel. Yeah. Very cool. Personally. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And then um, let's see. Yeah. What are, what are, uh, what are leaders saying? Oh, do leaders listen to us? <laughs> Is it circulating? Uh, it's a good question. It's definitely circulating. Like, so like, even when I hit you up, my one friend in Korea was saying a lot of the people on the blogs in Korea, like almost all the second gen blogs listen to your podcast. And so, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the people who can speak English and things. So it's quite big on the, overseas like especially since this abe incident you know and they're looking for like second gen who are speaking out so it's definitely i think gaining traction on that side wow uh how did they feel about you coming onto this podcast um i think they're cool i mean yeah like everybody knows me i'm a pretty chill guy okay cool <laughs> yeah I, I think on my last uh episode with elgin uh, one of the last closing statements was like i feel like this shinzo abe shooting is something that we can all finally agree on like mm -hmm. the church dodging accountability for all the harm it's caused its members is something we can all like agree on um oh, yes. so so you coming on and like 
do you feel like that's I feel like we can agree on this is that the church has been dodging accountability and there needs to be serious change. 100% I agree. 1000% I agree. And I think, you know, it's, it's not serving anybody to say there's no, there's no leak when the boat is full of water, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. There's a big problem here. Yeah. You know, but as your wife is Japanese, I'm wondering, is she asked to give more time or money because she's Japanese? Um, now, I think it's a little bit different. And yeah, even her, like, kind of like myself, in the, she's not directly a member of the church in Japan, although she, you know, believes in divine principle and kind of those orthodox beliefs. So, yeah, I think for her situation, personally, they don't have, they're not like asked to donate to that level. But I think, yeah, generally the church in Japan still is, you know what I mean? Yeah, with the first gen, for sure. I've seen them give, you know, everything. Um, have you ever heard of this group called Kodan? Oh, yes. Oh, you have? <laughs> okay. Of course. Uh, I am so curious because my, my family was made to give $800 a month to Kodan. Mm-hmm. every month when I was mm-hmm. in the 90s in the 80s um, and I never found out what Kodan was so I don't know the official like breakdown of Kodan, Kodan. but it's basically like it's basically like the network of Japanese outside of Japan so oh. so you will continue to give a higher level donation outside of Japan like so all the Japanese families are organized under Kodan and they would still donate you know, to Kodan, which would fuel certain activities. So it was like actually a vehicle where it was kind of like a specific for a Japanese thing where they would donate and, you know, uh, volunteer time and efforts towards different things. But it wasn't for outside of Japanese. Like it was required for Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a super hush-hush. I feel like we just uncovered like like an underground network. <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't even know about it growing up because I wasn't Japanese. Oh, well, I mean? yeah. I wasn't told about it because I was because my it was my mom's thing. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it was more like, yeah, the Japanese so people know. Hush, hush. Wow. Yeah. But they it just did. shows yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was gonna say it just shows how much Japan was still even in other countries, they were being asked to do more and more. You know, so Japan was really like the country of the unification church that had to do the most the backbone yeah and and what why do you believe that was (laughs) i mean i believe it's it's deeply related to the work that reverend moon was doing um because it's not like because japan had a, a specific role to play i'll just leave it at that like so yeah you know other countries were all children of god but in terms of like roles to play, Japan has specific roles. So they had to go through, you know, specifically more difficult situations. Like, That's just the vaguest way I could say it. Well, yeah. we, we've already talked about it. It's the sacred science that Moon said that Japan was the Eve nation. Like to restore Eve. So yes. because of that it had to be in like a sacrificial serving position, which is beautiful Fake, like I feel like that's a great story for like you could say that for slavery. Like, oh, well, they have I, could, 
I could break it down just a little bit more like why the theory behind it, whether you Go agree ahead. or not. Go ahead. Yeah. But it's like this. So because, quote unquote, the Messiah came to Korea, right? And then the Korean people had to suffer a lot. And then based on that foundation of the Korean people suffering, the Messiah can understand God's suffering. So they can relate in heart. Now, the woman has to relate to the Messiah. So if the woman is going to be raised from Japan, the Japanese church members you know, not the whole nation of Japan, but the Japanese church members would have to go through this suffering, of course. So from those members, someone could come out who would understand like this deep suffering heart and be able to relate to the heart of the Messiah and then, you know, unite with that heart. So it's like the purpose is to create this environment where you can have a heart that's able to relate. So that's that's like the simple theory. Okay. I um I feel like there's holes in that theory. <laughs> Could be, but you know, it was simple, vague. I don't want to get too. Yeah. Like if I was the Messiah and I was like, oh, somebody hurt me. And now I know the heart of God. I'd be like, wow, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks. Well, it was more like, it's more like, you know, cancer is bad. I know cancer is bad, but until you've held the hand of someone and looked in their eyes who's dying from cancer, like, you know, cancer is bad. What does that mean? You know what I mean? But once you're in that place where you're really looking in their eyes and you're seeing the pain, like when someone says cancer is bad, you feel that in your soul. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that. It's like unless you actually have the experience, it's hard to know that. Feeling. Okay. But in that same metaphor, I feel like Moon is like, okay, Moon has cancer. Now he knows the heart of God. Well, now everybody should have cancer. Japan especially should have lots of cancer. Mm. But what if that's true? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I think it's terrible to multiply suffering intentionally. No, what I mean is, what if, like, it's not suffering because you're together with God? Have you seen the movie Inside Out? That's the best metaphor I've ever had. So in the end of Inside Out about the emotions and the little girl who ran away and was so depressed came back and she made this new emotion that was, like, sad and happy because she could share. She realized her parents were also sad. You know, so in sharing your heart, whether it's sad or good, like you can have joy. So that's where I think it's like, okay, if you can share the heart, there'll be a joy. But if you're only alone and no one knows your heart, it's it's so painful, right? So for this guy who killed Abe, no one understood the pain he was going through. He was all alone. Like that, that is the opposite of what, quote unquote, the Unification Church promotes, right? We're supposed to be together, but this brother was all alone. So I don't know, but it seems like the building's on fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, okay. Well, let's just put a cap on that because it's just too much. Um, too many different intersections. Bad. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I bet. Uh, let's give everybody a second. Because <laughs> I'm sure people are like yelling at, at the uh, the audio right now. Like, I am triggered. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, I'm guys. You I didn't mean to ask the wrong questions. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and yeah, you can edit it down you know keep, oh, protect your people nah, protect it's your cool people. i think it's cool oh i do have a burning question okay okay sean moon okay i had red red My flags guy. going off mm -hmm. in like before the abe assassination because sean moon mm -hmm. had landed and then you saw that viral video of him like having people escorted out like old men like just picking them up and did you see that oh video? yeah 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 okay. I, I did. yeah yeah so he was in Japan, which he doesn't usually do. And he was doing all this political and social speeches and he was riling people up. So I was immediately worried. I was like, mm. uh oh, something bad's going to happen. And then not even a week, like eight days later, 
this dude gets shot by by a mm. Mooney, like an ex Mooney. I was like, what was Sean Moon doing in Japan? <laughs> For real. So, is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. What do you think? I mean, basically, since he started his, his sanctuary and Rod of Iron, you know, it's not just in USA. So there's members in Japan, there's members in Korea, and there's a lot because there's a lot of people who are really faithful to him from before his uh, father died and things like that. So I believe that he was going there to because he hadn't been out of the USA since like 2011 or something. So I believe he was going there to meet those sanctuary members, those Japanese. So I think those rallies and things were all probably with the members of Sanctuary Church in Japan. You know what I mean? Like, that's my understanding. He was going to visit them, you know, pray over them and do all the things that he could do with the people he's physically around in the U.S., but he's never able to go to Japan. So just to give them that, like, that love of, you know, oh, this is the guy who's leading us. We could see him physically, that kind of thing. Or like the blueprints to make a weapon. I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> see, like, I'm not privy to those details. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. He made the weapon way before Moon got <laughs> Um, Okay. And then Cookjin was there, too. Makes sense. I didn't see, like, I definitely saw some videos of Young Jin in there, but I didn't see Cook Jin. Okay. Yeah. Were you aware? He probably was. He was. Were you aware that he regained control of the Salo Weapons Company while he was in Japan? I was not. Oh, do you know what that is? I don't know what Salo Weapons is. No. Okay. So Salo, and I'm, you know, I'm just going to summarize because I'm not, I'm not too sure, but I believe it's the mother branch of car arms mm -hmm. which cook Jen runs in the united states mm -hmm. you know about that yeah i know about car arms how do you how do you feel about them making weapons of mass destruction um <laughs> chilling i feel pretty good i like i like to shoot you know what i'm saying <laughs> like blah, blah. but i think in the end i'm i'm of the belief that weapons don't kill people people kill people you feel me so like that and I'm American through and through. So I'm like, yo, America, yeah, you can have a gun. You can keep a couple. You know what I mean? So, yeah, for me, it's no problem. Even you're religious. The problem I have is, like, the gun is the religious thing. Like, that's a little, that's not how I would understand it. Oh, personally. the rod of iron. <laughs> right, so right. That, so that rubs you the wrong way. <laughs> It was just like, it's just blatantly wrong. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> it's just like blatantly external interpretation. It's like blatantly not the true deeper explanation because you're just leaving it as like, this is the power. When the real power is the love of God, you know, the fire of God. Anyway. Yeah, no, I I, I can see that. So how do you like, you, you respect Sean. You follow Sean? Utmost. I, I respect him to the utmost. Uh follow i don't know what follow means okay but. well how do you feel about so obviously you disagree with the rod of iron rhetoric but how do you feel about him spreading that kind of message to people you care about so the message itself is not like inherently bad but for me personally i just don't think that it's going to bring the deepest solution but you know what i've seen is that he's really inspired a lot of christian like conservative you know trump people Christian conservative like gun owners to get together and to like kind of stand strong and you know what I'm saying so I could see a value in what he's doing in a certain area but for okay. me personally I don't think it's going to bring the highest solutions to the issues that we have 
so you feel like he's getting a lot of conservative Christian followers? That is not my feeling. It's just a fact. That is a fact. That is a fact. Like, yeah. do you have any specific events that they're doing? Well, he hosted for three years of Rod of Iron Ministries uh, uh, festival, Rod of Iron Festival. So he hosted that for three years, which was at the Car Arms Factory in Pennsylvania. And I was a big, like, you know, oh, wow. uh, gun carry event. So he did those kind of things. Oh, I didn't know that. And, uh, yeah, you know, different gun shows, you know, with car arms that Cook Janin would do. But in terms of his specific events, yeah, like the Rod of Iron. And then he'd just have his Sunday service, you know, which you. So is it, uh, it's it's so weird for me to see a business like, oh my God, if 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 they're in Texas and there's a gun company holding <laughs> an event, like, I don't care if it's religious, let's go check it out. Like, but do they make it known that it's like, hey, this is a religious gun company and this is a religious event primarily? I don't, uh, well, the Rod of Iron uh, Festival, they do. The other ones, I don't think they would. I think the other ones are actually just gun shows. But, you know, Kyung Jinim, like sometimes he'll wear a bullet crown. So sometimes he roared the bullet crown through the, the gun show. You know what I'm saying? Just so in that sense, they don't hide the association necessarily. But at a gun show, it's usually like you have one booth. So it's like a hosted event by somebody else, you know. Interesting. So, OK, yeah. uh, I know a couple of people that went to one. I think uh, Steve Madden is definitely one of them. Mm. Yeah, that's about that's about all I got. <laughs> yeah, one of those uh the festivals you mean? Yeah, is isn't yeah, he like yeah. the like the like defense guy, Department of Defense? I think so, and I recognize that name. I'm sure he was there. Okay, so like, are they supplying weapons to the government? <laughs> I mean, I think that would be their dream, but I don't know that they are right now. The extent of that? Okay, just had to. Well, ask. like that's that's the biggest contract you could get. You know. <laughs> well, they do have government contracts. I'm sure you know about that. I, I know a little bit, but I know if you're, you know, supplying the nation, that's the best contract to have. Yeah. Yeah. But the Unification Church notoriously does have contracts with multiple governments. In, oh, in the U.S. or like Korea? Well, I know Korea. I think. In Korea, for sure, with the Tongil Heavy Industries. In the mm. United States, I think I want to say Salo supplies the NYPD with weapons. Uh, don't quote me here, but I think that's correct. Um, and then Master Marines is like definitely working with the Department of Defense. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't know all that. Yeah. Well, so it's like I know it looks like they're just trying to get government contracts, but they're actually successful in it, and mm -hmm. they are doing it through these events. Or did did they ask you guys to like come fill in the seats for these events? Like come support our um, yeah well not fill in the seats but like do different things so when i was going around there you'd run a booth you know what i'm saying like an axe throwing booth oh that's cool like a, yeah things like that okay do you get paid <laughs> do you get paid for that oh no that's volunteer oh you my get, like, god a nice, you get like a nice barbecue you know like the next week you know what i'm saying a barbecue with everybody for all the volunteers uh, how many hours do you volunteer it depends but those events are saturday sunday so it could be 12 hours, you know what I mean? Depends. There's shifts, so. They are shifts. Yeah. Do you, so I strongly believe that you should be getting paid. Could be, but like as a community to support the events, 
I'll volunteer my time. You know what I'm saying? Which is eventually getting Moon's more government contracts, which is effectively lining their pockets with more cash while you Ooh, are working for free. I didn't think, I didn't think that deep. <laughs> I mean, I was just I was just putting on the holster and doing the concealed carry fashion show. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dang. hey, oh, didn't see it. Hey. No, oh, sorry. oh, well, Steve Bannon's <laughs> there. You should definitely getting paid. <laughs> he could line our pockets. Uh, I mean, he already is. You just not, <laughs> you just don't have any pockets. Yeah, yeah, I just got no skin in the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm missing out. I'm missing out on these silver linings. Yeah, it's weird. So Sean's your buddy. Um, what kind of car That's does he drive? <laughs> Do you know? He drives a Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of Jeep? I don't know. One of those super intense like Hummer off roading Jeeps. Of course he would. Yo, of course, all the way would. decked out, rod of iron decked of out, you know, super fly. You go through anywhere. What about Cookjen? uh he's got a few things he likes to drive his truck drives jeep as well you know what i'm saying like no sports cars i totally see him as a sports car kind of guy you know i think he's been dabbling in the air oh no way he's been flying how he has his own private jet or private i I don't know i don't know but i just seen you know see the air (laughs) wow okay so yeah, if he's got his own plane, you know those are like a hundred thousand dollars. You can definitely be getting paid to run a uh, a booth. <laughs> it's true. You could be getting paid to run a booth. You know what I mean? I mean, I like I like I like the staff room that I got. You know, I got to go in the staff room with all the hot dogs and the chips, so that was good enough for me. You know, the slave quarters. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, man. It was, uh, it was slaves with the uh, tacos, man. dude. You're a girl, man. You got kids, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I have one daughter. All right, request pay. I got him. <laughs> I got you. You know, for Renee, next time I'm, I'm gonna say you look, dude. I'm at least at least yeah. worth twelve dollars an hour. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got you, Renee. Next time I'm gonna make sure. Please make sure they line my pockets. You're worth more, Chad. Thank you. I appreciate. You I appreciate are. you. Definitely worth more. Um. Cool. Well, that that I think that wraps up all my questions. Unless there's anything you want to say, um, nah, man. Shout out to the good work, and I think uh, let's just keep supporting each other. You know what I mean? Like in the end, you don't have to agree. This is America. <laughs> you don't have to agree <laughs> to like really care about somebody and support them. You know, notice like what do they need and what can I do? And when you have some need, hopefully they can help you. And this is America. This is what we do, you know, so. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Let's, we don't all have to be on the same page because that would be called totalism. Exactly. <laughs> Out of here. Yeah, I like it. All right, Chad. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, if there's, yeah, if there's anything people want to ask you, because, you know, obviously people are listening that are in the church, they're out of the church. This is going to be a pretty big episode because we've got two different sides of the spectrum talking which is probably a big step for a lot of people so um if people want to reach out and ask you questions is there a place they can do that oh man yeah i mean like i have instagram um facebook uh i don't know what's better but yeah instagram i'm chadley michael johnson cool cool and uh yeah so i guess people can reach out to you there and i really uh appreciate you respecting the space here and I hope people saw value in our conversation because I think it's very important to get different perspectives on a platform like this um, just so we can yeah come together and share exactly and I appreciate you because that power is still shining you know what I'm saying the power of Renee 
And I think, you know, a lot of people are getting comfort just in being able to be themselves. You know, that's what I witnessed last year with the, the thing on Instagram that I got out. The next one is like people could finally find the space to be like, I was like, oh, yeah, Renee created that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> not surprised. <laughs> A lot of a lot of us. I think uh, Jen Kiaba, Teddy Hose, and Elgin Strait. Yeah. I'm just I'm just boasting you up because you're the one that I know the most. But oh. yeah, you're right. You're right. It was a lot of people. It's a lot of people, and it's, I'm glad that we can finally, you know, take off the the masks and just have a real conversation. So, agree to disagree. I think we we set an example for a lot of you. We can just move on if we don't agree. We don't have to like. Yeah, and we can still care about each other. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there you have it. Seems that we can agree on one thing about the Unification Church, and that is that it's corrupt and there needs to be change. So you're going to need to take care of your mental health after this episode, but I hope you can look forward to the fact that I will be dropping an episode on Robert J. Lifton's Eight Criteria of Thought Reform in the next. So... We'll give you some tools to get out of whatever we just jumped into. And remember, I am now on Instagram as Blessed Child Podcast. You can find me there and message me if you like. With that in mind, take care of your mental health and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>